You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Father Justin Wolf. Father Josh Wolf. We are the Sons of Thunder. Now we're rolling. Now we've, we've been we've teed up, and now we're gonna we're gonna tee off. So this is uh, big stuff, private public revelation, mostly private revelation. And uh, we got a heck of a show. Father Brandon Wolf is in studio with us. And uh, here's the deal: you're gonna hear a lot from my brother today because <clears throat> he's fully into this. He's been following it for a long time. Uh, me, on the other hand, I, I just kind of get bits and pieces from him. So, um, but I just kind of figure every day should be a good day to die and, uh, and try to invest my time. In my, no, that's, my a, own, that's a good point. My, I mean, my, my message as a Catholic priest to everyone is, 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 you know, Jesus says you do not know the day or the hour. I mean, it's pretty immaterial when his return to the end of the world is, considering each and every one of us is going to have a very definitive end of the world. But I, in a very selfish way, I kind of want the end of the world in my time because right. it, Paul says that the dead will be raised and then the living will be caught up Right, and so we don't have. To, then we wouldn't have to die. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, like that, so it's a very selfish. A lot, lot, lot of writings on that stuff. I just think living in those times. I mean, if you could have lived when the apostles lived, that would have. I mean, think about that. Like yeah. all of a sudden, God become you know incarnate is in front of you, and He's calling you to follow Him. So to be chosen to live in a generation like that. I mean, even if it's not what we're going to be talking about, the possibility that it is. Does that make any sense? It's still. <laughs> The possibility that it, it is, is, even if it's it not, be. we are still, you, you have to admit, we are living in some unprecedented times. And so we're moving into segment number two. It's time for Straight Talk with the Brothers. There's our phone call. All right, so here's the deal. We're going to say if you want to call in for Straight Talk, the number is one eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You can also get on Real Presence Facebook and type in those questions, and they will get to us. If you would rather not call in, the subject for Straight Talk with the Brothers is our guest uh, in studio right now. Uh, the subject matter we're going to be talking about Father Brandon Wolf, uh, who's with us, is. Not so much private revelation. We're going to get at that later on, but we're, we're willing to entertain those with questions. With our special guest. With our special guest. <laughs> really that's, special. That's, that's going to be at the backside of the hour. Uh, but with Father Wolf here, we want to talk about the reality of what, in fact, is actually going on in the world. Because Father and I uh, were sitting up at uh, my rectory in Minot uh, not so long ago, and... Uh, we were talking about all of the stuff he had been reading, um, and I was like, man, I haven't heard about a lot of that stuff. But before we get rolling with Father, we have a, someone on the phone uh, right now. We do not have somebody on the phone. Okay. Uh, anyway, we're just going to go to Father Wolf. So, Father... Give it to us straight as to some of the stuff that we were talking about the other night, some of the news that you've been reading that our listeners right now uh, may not know. Sure. So thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, it actually kind of happened by accident. I don't keep, you know, typically keep an eye out for these sorts of things. I actually, at the beginning of you know this crazy year, had withdrawn from 
everything, news, sports, anything. And mm -hmm. so I'd kind of dive in for a little peek here and there, but basically I never really paid attention to much anything, which was awesome. So highly recommend <laughs> it to anybody. Unplugged uh, for a little bit. Right, exactly. So, uh, but one day I had run across and I was reading, I think National Catholic Register is kind of where it started. And uh, it caught my attention um, because uh, it was some news coming out of Nigeria, basically, about uh, this genocide that is continuing to go on. It has you know, been going on before this year, but um, it's very much a real thing and, and seems to continue to grow, actually. And uh, just you know, having been able to have conversations with people from Nigeria, my understanding was always that it was a very Christian country. Mm -hmm. and um, Met a lot of priests from there. Yeah, right. Tons. And so... Um, it kind of surprised me and, and as I was kind of reading through and you sometimes, you know, things start to link together and then you notice, well, in China right now, and this is something that really surprised me because I'd asked people that uh, are in the know in the news, basically, and I couldn't believe that nobody had heard that. I mean, there are concentration camps right now in China where people are being loaded on trains. Uh, the Uyghur um, Muslims exactly. right, are being loaded on trains and being sent to camps. Uh, to work and to be indoctrinated and all of these things in the government uh, of China. And, you know, this is besides... Stop there for a second. Yep. There are concentration camps mm -hmm. that we know of that presently exist in the world, and the world is doing nothing about it. So it would have been like we go back to 1942, right. and we find out that, you know, the, the Jewish people are being massacred in Germany. We went to war with Germany for many reasons, but one of them was to liberate them, and yet we're doing nothing with China right now with the knowledge that these people are being rounded up in cars and trained out to concentration camps. Yeah, that's right. And, and they're using a lot of the labor that they're you know, being forced into is to make goods right, that are then sent over here. Right, yeah. like and your so, shoes. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so, and this is besides the fact of everything that's obviously been happening to the Christians for a very long time. Um, and in order to basically be a Christian and to be able to be free to do that, obviously, as I'm sure you all know, you have to. It's the whole, um, basically, the Catholic um, coalition over there is run by General Xi uh, Jinping. Um, sorry, Jinping. And so... Uh, you have all of that, right? And so if you'll notice within, and it struck me is, you know, where do we always turn to to say that, hey, the church is alive and well in the world, um, things are looking up, right? It's always, we're looking to Asia and Africa to help kind of lead us through kind of the malaise that we've fallen into in the Western world. Yep. And very much right now, um, if you're looking for, you know, wanting to know kind of what's going on, there's a world watch list that's put out by open doors that keeps track of uh, Christian persecution throughout the world. And it just continues and continues to grow. So the website is open doors. Yeah. If you go to open doors, you can find some stuff there. Um, the one thing that has gone down from, you know, 2018 to 2019, I'm interested to see what 2020 is going to look like. Cause it's not off to a good start. Um, is the, the murders did go down, um, a bit. But the closure of churches uh, went up by, I think, about 900% or something. I mean, it was there's a thousand and some, and now there's like 9,000 of some, over 5,000 of which are in China, um, where they're either burned down or just completely closed. And could you talk a little bit real quick, because I, I, just to make sure our listeners understand, there is the Communist Catholic Church. 
the state church, and then there is the underground Catholic right. church. Right? There's a lot of squabble around that with Pope Francis as well. So maybe you could speak to that a little bit. Yeah, and so this is this would be a good place to maybe have on somebody that knows more uh, than I do. Um, I don't know a whole ton about it. Um, all I know is that if you don't want to be persecuted, you have to be a member yeah. of the above ground church. We have uh, I, Josh and I were in seminary with a guy by the name of Father. Uh, well, it's Jordan, Father Jordan. He's a Dominican monk. But Andy Schmitz was uh, his his name, and he was working with the Peace Corps uh, over in China, and he had this major conversion in which he was, you know, felt he was called to be the pr- a priest, and he was at a Catholic church, and he said. He gets back to the United States and starts studying about this, and he was like, "I wasn't even receiving the Eucharist." He was like, "Because this it was this fake facade of the you know the public ch- the Chinese church," and I too don't really know the. them many times because they had no priests, you know, and so they would gather around liturgy of the word service that, that they could. And so, th- I mean, that in and of itself is a serious situation. I mean, we, we take for granted what we're doing here in the United States as if, you know, every, the rest of the world has it, but in fact, they don't, you know, and, and it's very persecuted and China being... Top of the list. So it's not just the Muslims that are being sent away. If you're busted in a Christian church, authentic Christian church in China, you also are going to a concentration camp. That's correct. Yeah, and so and so on the you know the, in the eastern part of the world, and then in, in Africa, we have something that is very you know visible and easy to be seen. Yep. Uh, which you know, in reality, as far as uh, the regarding um, the Church of Christ, right? That's a little bit easier on a certain level to be able to deal with. It's clear to see what's happening. Um, the fix is pretty apparent, right? Um, I think the greater the greater threat, uh, as a, you know, starting to look more and more, kind of what's been happening over these past few months, uh, both in Europe and in the United States, um, has been, I think, a little bit more uh, kind of distressing because, you know, in places like China, there's this uh, very militaristic kind of hard atheism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we've kind of in the West fallen into a kind of the soft atheism where we're just kind of willing to give over uh, basically uh, anything having to do with the faith, uh, which is, is a sad deal. And, but also there, that has been ramping up. I mean, we've seen uh, throughout the past few months churches being burned down, things being desecrated, um, and typically uh, it's not really being talked about a whole lot. You may see a blurb of it, you know, in one place, maybe another, but not in most places. Were you, uh, well, real quick, we have someone calling in here, so we want to take that call. We have a couple go, questions, uh, actually. So first, go, maybe go the, the person on the phone. Victor, welcome to the Sons of Thunder. You got a question for us? Hey, hey fathers. Yes, I do. Um, it's it's kind of controversial, but I, I would love to hear you gentlemen uh, discuss. So we, you know, we, I, I've already heard you talk about how um, how the Chinese state is, is persecuting Christians and Muslims alike. Um, but I want to know, uh, you know, how that also plays into the the Sino-Vatican deal with uh, the Chinese Communist Catholic Church. Um, 
providing uh, bishopric appointments and bishop appointments uh, to the Vatican for them to sign off? Yeah, that's a really that's a really good question. Um, and we were just making the comment, Victor, a little earlier that we, in fact, uh, th- that might be above our pay grade to be able to answer that because <laughs> you you really sort of need uh, uh, a canonist, and that's what we wish we had the bishop on because I'm not totally sure what Pope Francis did uh, in his canonical recognition of that state church. I will say this, yeah. maybe, and you've read what I've read, I, I, it doesn't seem that the Chinese cardinals, authentic Chinese cardinals, were very happy about it. Uh, it seemed to be the, 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 the statements they were making were that you know, they had suffered atrocities for the last 50-plus years, and uh, this was sort of bowing down to the state party. But, I, I, I mean, I can't imagine Pope Francis not doing it for legitimate reasons that maybe we don't even know about most likely trying to stop the persecution of, of, you know, more Christians or maybe making it more acceptable within communist China. It's really, really tough to tell, but um, thank you, though, for the question. I don't know, maybe the other two guys can weigh in on that a little bit? Well, I don't think I, I don't think that the entirety of it has been released is, to the public is okay. the thing. and so That's half the problem. That's part right. of it, right? And so that's where I think a lot of confusion comes from. We don't know. And it was only for two years, right? And so this is coming up in September. And they were planning uh, to do another negotiation. Uh, the Vatican wanted to see how this first round would go. And my understanding is is that they have been in you know getting ready to gear up for another negotiation. Now I think uh, most people have heard that uh, the Chinese had hacked uh, the Vatican's computers right. and things. So that's not a, obviously a great <laughs> sign. <laughs> so Hopefully they're not take it for what you will. You know, take it for what you will. I'll say this: um, you can't you know. trust those people as far as you can see them. I wouldn't trust a communist to save my life. So, <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Victor. We appreciate your question and having you on today. Hey, thank you, Father. All right, have a good one. So getting back to uh, where we were with uh, the, the vandalism of, of all of the, you know, these statues that are going on, it's really not being covered. And we, we had, Father Wolf and I, in our rectory conversation the other evening, uh, it, we're making the statement that, in fact, it's almost as, I mean, the devil is no longer hiding. Like, this thing is bubbling up, and I think of, you know, and I, I want to say this as reverently as possible because I don't take it lightly, but, you know, when the, when, when, when the Nazis had taken over Germany and there was writing all over the walls in regards to, you know, so to speak, in regards to the, this persecution of the Jewish people that was coming. And, I mean, if you would have read Mein Kampf, anybody who knew Hitler would have known once he got into power that he was coming after them. And many of them fled uh, and ended up, you know, in the United States, and... Uh, you know, then the persecution started, and I almost, I sort of feel like the, the again, the writing is on the wall. The signs, the signs are there. I'm not even saying it's the end times. I'm just saying that the devil is no longer hiding, and you know, this is becoming serious. So, uh, Father Wolf, I believe it was your buddy down in St. Louis uh, that was trying to teach. Um, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about how that. Remember, he was he had the bullhorn, yeah. right? And, yeah, yeah. And the, the, well, I'll let you tell the story because it was an incredible. You can even maybe it's available online. So yeah, I'm sure you can find it. But I had um, uh, one of my buddies from seminary had. Uh, he's a priest now too. He's right? a priest. Yeah, that's correct. So I'm um, just trying to, um, as uh, some mobs were trying to tear down uh, the statue of Saint Louis uh, in Saint Louis. Um, he just uh, wanted to try to. Now, uh, 
you know, try to try to give sort of a history which lesson. Is, which is his feast day today. Which is his feast day today, yeah, uh, St. Louis. And um, so he, you know, kind of got up into the crowd and, and trying to uh, educate them. And, and, you know, obviously it's not received well. And nor is, you know, so I applaud him for his efforts and his he love of St. Louis. Very brave, <laughs> yep. Um, but and this is kind of getting to the point that, that my overall point that I'm trying to make, I think, at the end of all of this. But um, as much as we may want or wish we could um, educate and enter into dialogue, um, that's not really on the board right now is kind of what I've noticed. Because And so this is what we were really talking about at the, and how it came up at the... Um, rectory the other night father was um, it just seems like right now there's kind of a bait and switch being put on mm -hmm. right where all of our efforts our energy our time is spent on these major things that are happening um, with all the movements and with COVID and everything um, and what's being pushed out uh, and what's being kind of forgotten and left behind is anything having to do with God right and uh, even to the point of, you know, being willing um, to give away our um, ability to worship as we want, um, pastors being put into to prison, um, these sorts of things. In California. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> exactly. This is California. A right. guy has gone right. to jail because he decided he wanted to worship. And mm -hmm. One of the most interesting parts about this, and, and, I, and we want to say this reverently because... I mean, I'm basically a former nurse prior to going to seminary, so I understand, you know, viruses and germs and uh, the need to keep people safe and healthy. So when this thing even first hit, you know, the, the initial, nobody really quite knew what it was going to do and, and what was going to happen, and we don't want to turn this into a COVID talk, but the most interesting part about the virus itself is 300 to 400 million people relinquish their rights overnight. We self-imposed this thing. I mean, I, I get it. It was fear, and and uh, nobody wanted to get sick. But I often thought, like, how would you, like, if you think of the Nazis controlling, you know, Germany? That, that I mean, that Germany is like what eighty million people, probably somewhere around in there, sixty million maybe during World War Two. So that's it's a smaller population to get your army around. Four hundred million, or in the case of like the entire Earth, seven billion, like how you get everybody to capitulate to what you want under one massive global leader, or even something in the United States. How would you, you know, have a, a dictatorship takeover? And then all of a sudden this thing hits and it's like, well, I guess it's not that hard. You know, so everybody is self imposed. <laughs> when you have fear, man. Yeah, when you got fear and we just and then 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 there was the sacrilegious end of this thing. Like you can go down to the liquor store and buy a bottle of booze. Or to casinos, casinos where they were letting people go the in brothel, and the brothel, Costco. The, the, <laughs> the brothels open in Vegas, but their churches aren't. You know, so in mm. Vegas, you can't go to church, but you go. It's just absolutely unbelievable, like the, the nonsense of, of how this thing has all worked out. But I want to get back real quick to your buddy in St. Louis, because what this guy said uh, at the end of it, one of the, one of the people in the crowd, he, and he was like, talking about this write-up of St. Louis, and he, and he said, you can go down to the cathedral and, and read it. And he's like, don't worry, we're coming for that next. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Th there it is. You know, mm -hmm. So like, here, like I said, if you would have looked, you know, read Mein Kampf, seen what the Nazi party was doing, and you would have been Jewish, the people that were discerning the times were like ski-daddling out of there as fast as they mm -hmm. could because they knew what he was going to do. And it's almost like, like you say, the bait-and-switch thing, like, 
Well, you got you you got these these riots. You've got the virus. You're you got the economy. You've got politics. You all of this stuff is here. But then underneath all of that, I mean, I just Googled, for example, Catholic vandalism. There's at least 15 different hits of you know statue of Jesus beheaded, statue of Mary burned, uh, churches vandalized in Florida. So nobody's talking about that. And what is, you know, as we said the last show, what the heck is going on? We don't see it here in North Dakota. And that's another thing I want to, you know, really encourage our listeners to do the research because we're living in this bubble up here that this is not reality. When you go to Sunday Mass still and, and, and people in the Western Diocese, it's full and people are devout and you know people are living good lives and there's not riots in our cities and all that sort of stuff it does not mean that that is the larger reality of Europe uh the third world and and certainly the cities of America which we're we're seeing you know more and more of this slowly but surely melting down and that's not even including the law i'm not getting you know make this a huge political thing but when you look at that the this sheer line in the sand between the socialistic party and what they would be willing to do to us if they got into power. That guy last night on the, the Republican convention. Yeah, Alvarez. Uh, Alvarez or something. that I don't know. We, we were watching him. Is it just a Florida business owner? And he's talking about when Fidel Castro took over and what happened to their rights, these empty promises. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, if that happened in America, you can kiss your religious freedom goodbye. That's right. right? I mean, you, even in Canada right now, people are being, priests have been arrested because they come out at the pulpit against same-sex unions. Well, now right. that's hate speech, and all of a sudden you've got the, that's where the persecution starts, and pretty soon they're suing you, shutting you down, taking away your tax-exempt status, so forth and so on. And I just don't think American Catholics are tuned in enough to the fact that this all can become illegal faster than what you realize. Exactly. And, uh, there's a, a great writer, Matt Walsh, uh, he writes for the Daily Wire, but he, he is making this exact point, is that um, if we're able to uh, so quickly shut down um, and, and, you know, hey, I'm all for, we save as many lives as we can, um, and hopefully we can be smart about it at the same time, but just noticing how quickly the government is able to just simply say, all right, well, to save millions of lives, you all are done with anything, you don't have a choice in this, you are now froze where you are right and so what is the next issue that comes down the line uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a virus it could be any number of things well for for your protection now okay yeah. and quo. so right and so once we give away um those uh, which is god-given first and foremost right that's why we have government right government is so that we can be insured of our right to worship yep. and uh, <laughs> to give it all to god um, and so, first and foremost, understanding the government is not the savior. They don't have all the answers. Uh, none of them do. Uh, the only answer is Christ, you know. And, and if we've, it just seems like, uh, to me, having kind of ducked out of everything and then coming back, realizing that nobody really cares, <laughs> you know, what Christ has to say or what God has to say, you know. Um, those peace, those uh, people around the world who believe in one God, you know, are, are, you know, mothers and fathers in the faith, you know, our Jewish brothers and sisters, right? Yeah. And uh, the Muslims in China and stuff, you know, certainly they're being put to, into concentration camps because they say that God is important, you know. Um, and so, and... 
Who was yeah. that guy in Nazi Germany that was uh, was Martin something or another? And he's he's known for the same. He's a Protestant pastor, and he said, you know, oh, they, yeah. they first they came for the socialists, but I wasn't a socialist. And then they came for the communists, but I wasn't a communist. Then they came for the Catholics, but I wasn't a Catholic. And then they came for me, and there was no one else. It's a world apart. It'll never be in my country. And then you, you, you know, you turn on the news, and I, <laughs> me and my guys the other night, we we turn it on, and I'm like, man, we don't war in the Middle East here. Right. It was Portland. Uh, straight talk with the brothers right now. We got Father Brandon Wolf um, here with us, and we're talking just about. Uh, the reality of what's going on, you're certainly welcome to call in uh, or Facebook uh, through RPR's Facebook. You can write us some questions and we'll get back to us. We're happy to talk about anything that you like uh, or if you just want to simply make a statement of how you feel. we got lots and lots and lots of people listening uh, and we've just got about 12 minutes left here in which we are talking about uh, literally uh, this, the state of the world uh, and what's going on. Now, I kind of want to shift this for a second of maybe some uh, forward thinking of where we're going. And that's what I was, we spoke with the bishop a little bit about kind of the sense of the faithful. And I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I've studied a lot of church history. I, I know in the year 1000, right, people are climbing up into the trees, waiting for whatever. And then you got the false doctrine of the rapture, uh, the Left Behind series, all that sort of stuff. But I just think, and we're going to be meeting with this very special guest next segment, uh, and talking all about, um, you know, private revelation and, and what Our Lady and Our Lord have been saying now for over 100 years. But I, maybe I'm wrong, but you guys, do you not feel that the last 100 years, let's just say from 1900 to, to when we're living now, so 120 years, have been unpre- truly unprecedented times? I mean, if you just think about, like, I remember my grandma telling me that, you know, her mother came from uh, Minneapolis uh, to a little town on the eastern side of the state called St. Thomas in a horse-drawn carriage. Before she died, she flew back. You know, if you think of, like, the old wind talker, cellular phone, right? right. My dad had this bag phone. It was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. And, like, it was, you know, man, you were hot to trot if you had this thing. Now, this, this phone that I'm holding in my hand it has more power then all of the 1980s computers probably on Earth combined, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. Uh, all of this stuff. And then if that wasn't enough, the, the political rifts that we're seeing right now and the sheer polarization, two world wars, Nam, Korea, all of the stuff that that brought into the world. I mean, you even think like Hitler developed methamphetamines. You know, so what is that drug doing here? Well, the, the, one of the precursors to the Antichrist brought it in, you know, to the world. And just the sheer amount of dysfunction that I think the sense of the faithful right now is... Huh? There may be something going on in the world that is above and beyond anything that we've ever seen. That we're entering in to this time of the apocalypse that Jesus actually talked about. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a sense of in the last hundred years. You know, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the in the last hundred years, there's been more martyrs right. uh, for the faith than there has in the other 1900 years combined. That's right. um, and that's uh, 
And the, the main reason for that is atheistic communism. <clears throat> um, and it's just rampant <laughs> a bloodlust uh, for anybody that disagrees with them. So that in itself uh, says something about the age that we're living in. Not to mention, you know, with our lady saying the, the evils of, you know, coming out of Russia from, from Fatima, um, and, which is obviously communism. <clears throat> and now we're seeing back in, I mean, when you sit back and you, I, I, I've talked to numerous people, we're talking about the Nazis and the concentration camps, and they're like, they're, we will never get back to that. Like, we learned our lesson. It was so evil, so atrocious. Like, we will never, end, but we are. <laughs> in a very are, short period China. of time later. <laughs> I mean, we're talking within the lifetimes of some of these people that went and liberated them. Yeah. Right? That they're are still, still alive. They're, they're still alive and are seeing it again. I mean, that's crazy, you know? I don't know. And if I, it can happen there, it can happen here, it can happen anywhere. I mean, right. it's not like we're not human. Right. You know, like, they were yeah, humans exactly. They're that. not monsters in China. They are humans, right. right? I mean, we need to, you know, lay that down. It's There's nothing overly unique, right? I mean, we're all made of the same stuff. And it's so, what you believe, exactly. though, that's such an issue. And that communism, Nazism, these man-made religions, time and time again... You simply produce death, you know, and I don't know when we're going to learn our lesson that when we enthrone God, or excuse me, man in God's spot, and we mm-hmm. make government, which we've moved to in this country, right. uh, into the sole, you know, provider and savior of all things, usually what it ends up coming out of it is death, which is another element. Not, not it, usually. It always, always is death. Yeah, I mean, that's, I just have never understood why people want to cast off the yoke of Christianity. What evil has Jesus ever brought into the world? You know, it's, yes, there's self-discipline. Uh, yes, there's virtue. Yes, there's sacraments. And there's certainly law that one needs to abide by. But this unbridled freedom that we're living in right now ended up in unbridled slavery to all of these things that... Uh, uh, you know, people. Yeah, we got the bell in the background. The people uh, have have indoctrinated into the culture, and I mean, what's going to happen? We're here in this high school, and thank God we have the schools that we do in the Diocese of Bismarck, and they're open, right? Mm-hmm. And and they're open, and they're they're getting good formation. But the fact of the matter is, is I mean, look at the world that we are leaving to our children. And if, if it's if it's not the American debt, it's it's absolutely zero religion. It is zero human formation. Uh, and we just learned that these idols that we have in our country can be brought to their knees overnight by something so unbelievably small. And so, again, the sense of the faithful, I've been thinking a lot lately that you know, during the time uh, that Jesus arrived, it was no secret. If you look at the writings of the Qumran community or the, the Essenes, uh, the Zealot party at the time, even, even to a certain extent the Levitical priests, and most certainly the Pharisees. Those four groups, the general sense of that time was that the Messiah was about to come. They truly expected the Messiah to come. The temple had been rebuilt. And it was at the end of this 2,000-year period, very similar to our own. They've got Rome, this foreign power occupying them. And the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, they, they were not... You know, they had not been liberated, so the only person that could liberate them was the Messiah. And then you get the Essene community saying, well, it was going to be this huge war between the sons of light and the sons of darkness. There would be the high priest Messiah of the temple. There would be the high priest king uh, Messiah. There's going to be two of them. Well, he didn't come that way, so they obviously totally discerned it wrong and missed him. But the general sense of it was that things are totally out of place. The only person getting us out of this is God because it's a, it's a total shipwreck. And this is the promise of the scripture. And so here we now are on the back end of, and this very special guest is going to be talking about this next segment, but uh, we're on the back end of this 2,000-year time, 
in which when you look out, I don't know, the great falling away that Paul talks about clearly in my mind has happened. I mean, we've been talking forever, right, about the remnant that was going to, the you know, remnant of people, you know, that were going to be here. Well, behold the, the remnant. Now, I'm going to pause right there because we got Adam from Sioux Falls just wants to, to comment on the previous administration being investigated for their attempt to overthrow the new administration. So as soon as we get him on the phone, we'll have uh, him make a comment um, on that, which, again, there's another you know, writing on the wall, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, pretty clear that, that this investigation is, you know, turning up tremendous corruption. Adam, how you doing today? Welcome uh, to the Sons of Thunder. Good having you on, buddy. Oh, thank you. Uh, I guess I turned the radio down low, so I didn't catch the last part about this corruption you were talking about. Yeah, I was, just, uh, I, was just, I was just reading about your comments, so go ahead and uh, feel free to speak freely here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, the things that I see happening are not uh, uh, random. Uh, this uh, irrational kind of responses and all over the board of, to the COVID crisis, and then the uh, then now the uh, rioting in response to the racial incident that was or perceived as a racial incident um, is not not a, not uh, random. Uh, I, I think. Uh, what happens is uh, when people are felt under attack, they strike back, and we're we're seeing a strike back because there is a thing called the John Durham investigation, and they are still start. They're really you know, deep into it, but uh, there was the first conviction of Kevin Klein Smith. Mm-hmm. That's the beginning of possibly you know going up the chain all the way to the Obama administration. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. I've been, and this is a little bit more of a political discussion, but uh, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I was watching Mark Levin uh, probably about a month and a half ago. I really, really respect his, uh, you know, hard reporting. I think he's a, he's a great reporter, but he was making the argument that there was truly no peaceful transition between Barack Obama and Donald Trump. And it, it, the more I listened to him, I thought to myself, you know, this wasn't like, hey, Obama stayed in office. And you know, you know, kick Trump out or didn't accept the election results. But it was almost as if there was a backup contingency plan that if Hillary Clinton didn't get in, that they had this series of events that were going to take place from the time Trump got in all the way to where they are now. And I, I would, I would completely agree with you. I think it was totally calculated. And the way Levin put it uh, is that you know, at the end of the day, like basically, it was just stacking one thing on the next. You know, so you had the Russia collusion. We all know now that was a total setup of the deep state. That's being investigated by Durham. Then you have second to that was, most people don't even remember this, but it was the, the 25th Amendment because Trump wasn't stable. You know, and there was all of that. So then he had to go to this mental evaluation. And then, you know, after that, it was the impeachment process in which, you know, we all know that was a huge hoax. You got the state-run media basically, uh, you know, confusing or the free, the free uh, press or whatever, they, the mainstream media you know, messing with all of that. And so we'll just see where it goes. But, uh, I, you know, it's like this guy from Florida said last time, if we don't, or last night, if we don't get Donald Trump in, the fact that socialism is on our doorstep, uh, if not communism, I couldn't agree more. So thank you, Adam. we got to take a break here. Uh, Adam from Sioux Falls had some great comments. Uh, on the back side, we will have a very special guest. Until then, stay tuned for the Sons of Thunder. Mm-hmm. 